Welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings towards our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. Man, there was a bear bear, all black and brown and covered in hair. Hi, I'm Clotho, and you can find me at Clotho Spindle on Twitter, and today I'm joined with Guile. Hey, I am Guile, and I tweet at Dora Podcast. And Kama? Hi, this is Kama, and you can find me at Oxford Splice on Twitter. Okay, we're going to be discussing Arya's eighth chapter in A Clash of Kings, um, and all the usual trigger warnings for violence, lots of that in this, and uh, rape, uh, any potential discussions. Uh, okay, so Arya's basically running, like, an insane amount of errands. She's taking messages, she's picking up swords, she's doing all these things for, uh, for Weiss. And it's kind of a nasty fellow, and, um, Tywin's army's preparing to march. They're kind of, I think they're kind of staggering it just a little bit. I think Tywin isn't leaving till the next day, and she gives this description. It's pretty vivid about Adam Marbrand and his men departing first, uh, you know, it's kind of fantastic. And she's, you know, she's thinking about how, her, you know, Oise was saying how he's gallant and he's a great swordsman. And, you know, she... like all the, the ladies <laughs> of the castle were crying as he's leaving. <laughs> I know. It like, it's like some kind of like hair commercial or something. You know? oh. His horse's mane matches his yes. copper colored hair. Like, I mean, he sounds spectacular. <laughs> I know it's kind of refreshing, you know, Taron Hall's so disgusting and disturbing it's kind of like some like, oh, like a bright hot, ray of sunshine <laughs> yeah like this hot golden dude <laughs> running on his golden horse leaving yeah he's like he's like the cover of like one of those like romance novels like there oh, should yeah. be a woman slung across his horse with her i like the off. horse descriptions like i enjoy them more than the food description like, the horses are always really cool <laughs> oh he does a good job with that Oh gosh. Uh, so she's she's basically thinking, I hope they all die. You know, she's like, okay, okay, this is great, but I hope he dies. Um, you know, she's heard some rumors of it's kind of all over the place. Like Rob does this, Rob does that. But basically, he's won some. She's gotten that he's won some kind of great victory in the West. Uh, so she's hoping he's going to win a lot more. Uh, she's looking for uh, Jacqueline Hagar. Uh, trying to find. He owes her two deaths. Um, and she's worried he's going to leave or the people that she's now at this point thinking in her head she wants to target rather are going to leave before she gets the chance. Um, and one of her errands sends her to the armory where she sees, you know, hot Gendry and she's like, oh, you know, why, why do I even want to talk to him? So she goes, you know, she goes, talks to him and, um, <laughs> I forgot about this. Like he, he was telling her. She needs to be careful because Hot Pie is talking about how she was. I swore I heard her shouting Winterfell over and over as they fought at the Holdfast, and she's denying it. And Gendry's like, "I heard you say it too, and you need to stop this." Um, well, <laughs> and the best was that Gendry told Hot Pie she really said, "Go to hell." She's <laughs> yeah. actually like really clever. Like, yeah. oh, that works. <laughs> That's a good cover. <laughs> we actually had a question about this. Okay. Um, car- Cardinal Girl seventy five from the discard, dis- discard, the Discord 
asked, how close do you think Hot Pie came to death after Gendry <laughs> warned Arya that he heard her say Winterfell during the fight at the Holdfast? Uh, that's what I forgot. I was like, oh my gosh, she almost killed Hot Pie. <laughs> Given that she decides to have Jacken kill Whis after he hits her one too many times, it's scary to think that if she'd been mad or scared enough by what Hot Pie knew, she had the power to have him kill. I mean, you would kind of hope Jacqueline would have been like, oh, okay. no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wonder if there was a limit. Like, if she had right. really, like, <laughs> like that's sweetie, a good point. No. <laughs> if there's somebody who's like, you know, and, oh, God. And you just, you, she comes to this eventually, but just keeps saying, oh, God, why is she picking these people? Oh. <laughs> so on her way back, she has Sir Lionel's sword, and that's where she went there for. And, um, she's thinking about how, you know, I have the sword, I have this note, you know, people are illiterate, they aren't, they're, they're sort of like, she's telling them, they're acting like they can read these notes, and she's noticing that they can't, so she's like, I could totally take a horse, just go, you know, over there to the stables, get a horse, and whatever she needs, and like, make up some excuse, get these supplies, um, and just go off on her own, but she keeps remembering, Weiss has threatened her, that he's, you know, basically, once, once a Vargo Hote returns, that he's gonna have her feet cut off, and um, this kind of gives her pause, and she keeps, you know, she's kind of dragging here, like, uh, thinking about it, and she gets back to Weiss, and he slaps her, you know, pretty horribly, and, you know, that's that's it there, you know, she's already, he's on her list, so it's like when he's claiming she took too long, and he's sending her on her next uh, mission, but, um, yeah, things aren't, things aren't looking too good for him, and, you know, at, at this point, I forget, was he already on the, or did, was that like the deciding factor? Was I mean, you think there would have been somebody who was a little bit worse than, I mean, who was immediately I don't know if he face. was on the list, was or he? he just became. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I don't, like, yeah, I don't think he was. He just suddenly. I think like a lot of this is she's like, as she's observing and people, mm. like she's discovering like just how vile some of these people are, they just get added. But I think, I don't. I could be totally wrong, but I don't think he was on until this chapter. And I don't know that, you know, maybe the logic of like, if I'm assuming if someone better had been in charge or would they keep these people, this type of behavior in check, you know, so kind of aim high, aim for the managers, not the like, you know, this guy's obviously like a tyrant for the area that he controls and the people that he abuses. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, I know she thinks about is this, mm -hmm. you know, did she waste this? But then I think, you know, killing, you know, Weiss's death probably immediately makes a bunch of people's lives better. Mm. And if she had, you know, what if Jack and had killed Tywin? Like, what's the, mm. what's the consequence of, like, what's the consequence of that chaos? Like, we don't know. I mean, oh, we can, yeah. you know, like, it probably maybe saves, you know, maybe stops the Red Wedding. Uh, you know, it probably... Yeah, I mean, actually, I mean, like, I suppose from Arya's perspective, most of the consequences of killing Tywin would probably be pretty better, good. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's hard well, to know who steps in the vacuum. You know? yeah. We actually, we have a oh. we have a question <laughs> uh, from Buck O'Hare on the Discord. I'm going to say that right this time. Um, does Jacken deliberately lead Arya to only kill minor people, or is that George tipping the scale? Hmm. I think that's George. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. think... And, and I think she's a child. Like, yeah. this right. is the other point. And it's like, we're adults. We've been with bad managers. We know that, like, if someone in charge was, you know, um, keeping an eye on stuff that, you know, that petty regional manager wouldn't have 
that kind of power, but she's a kid. This and is at, least, at least for the first person, I think it would be reasonable to assume if you were saying, okay, well, maybe I'm not going to shoot too far because if he can't accomplish it, you know, I'm not going to waste a, you know, a choice. Like maybe it was like who was immediately in her vicinity, easy target versus aiming too high, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think, and again, like, I mean, because she kicks herself a couple of times, like with the names, you yeah. know, like, oh, I should have had this person or this person. But like, like, we're wondering, like, I don't, it's not like he sat her down and said, okay, here's your list. You, you know, the people too. from which you can pull yeah. from, you know, she doesn't know the rules to this game. We don't know the rules to this game. And probably for yeah. him too, it's like whatever woo woo, you know, he can't, you know, his ideas, oh, I'm not going to try to influence you know maybe if he'd said anything it would have influenced who she picked. like if she had said joffrey would he have balked if he, if she said hot by would he have balked we don't know mm-hmm. um i want to say in the show they kind of uh, tried to address this with like he's too far like i can only handle the people here but and maybe miss marie yeah memory. that would kind of make sense too that you would assume that they can't like, you know, oh, you want to see immediate results and you don't want to wait. Okay, how long would it take him to kill? Say if I said Cersei, you know. And then wait, try yeah. to get back and everything. Yeah. Like, Yeah. It's difficult. You know, that's not, yeah, that's just a weird thing to well, imagine. Right. <laughs> well, there's never any, I mean, in all of literature, is there a you get three wishes scenario that goes exactly, you know, to the yeah. benefit of the person with the wishes? Like, there's always something that screws yeah. them all. Over. There's always fine this, print. Yeah. Right, right, right. It's never, you know. Yeah. Yeah, what's the fun? It's like, what's Although the fun this, in the show, didn't she say she gave him his own name, right? I can't remember anymore. Yeah, think, she did. And I can't remember what happened in the like, books. I, it's been so long since I read that book. Like, against <laughs> the rules, you know. <laughs> it, it kind of feels like, you know, those, oh God, what was that thing? Like, was it a Pepsi thing where if you, you won the Harrier jet? Do you remember that? <laughs> no, there was like some know. contest where like you sent in so many things or whatever and you could in theory win like a jet i can't remember okay. and like people did that and then they were like well no we were just kidding <laughs> <laughs> well you know I, but but i mean like you know it's like the sort of like okay you want to enter the starbucks con- competition to win starbucks for life well there are all these rules about what's involved you know this is sort of what like She's in so. the medieval equivalent of this, except it's more deadly, and she doesn't know the rules and conditions that may apply, and neither do we. So, do you guys want to have a quick aside and hear my hilarious I want a sweepstake story? Yeah. <laughs> sure. So, so, a friend of mine was taking a supplement for memory, and I thought it was Prevagen. And unrelatedly, I was looking on the Prevagen website, and, like, just looking at some like web tools, whatever. And they had a contest to win a year's supply for two people for prevention. <laughs> like, well, what the hell? I want to see how this works, how they handle it. So I fill out the form. Yes. Of all of the contests oh that I've ever oh entered in my life, oh. I've won two years supply of prevention, which upon further review is not FDA approved. And <laughs> what is it? Wait, what is it? I just, I've heard of it. Oh, what is it? The commercial is also a memory supplement, but oh. apparently is not FDA approved, oh. has, is not proven to do anything and um, <laughs> may have some side effects. So oh, yes, cool. every month 
I get two months worth of Prevagen and throw it in the trash. Oh, God. God that's awesome. Oh, my so God. The, the Prevagen people are listening, sorry, I literally entered it as a joke. So. Oh, gosh. Did oh. you win the supermarket, supermarket spree? No. Did you win? <laughs> I win, like... Any of the, you know, write a review, win a thousand dollars, you know, anything like that. Gosh, no. like if it had been like no, Penzies, like, a Penzies spice a month or something, you know what I mean? That would have been awesome. Like, oh my yeah, god, no, not one, but two years, two full, you know, that's wild things of Prevagen for a year. So yeah. Um, oh, so you know, obviously, I'm not taking that, so I can't remember things like, for example. <laughs> who did Jack and kill for Arya first? I legitimately don't remember. Oh gosh, I know, I don't either. I read this chapter and I was like, "Who did she kill first? And who's she gonna kill next?" Oh my gosh, it's all so new me. me. Yeah, that makes the reread fun. <laughs> yeah, when, you can't, when you can't remember shit, it makes it great. So yeah, we can all use I the prevages. I don't need oh, no Lord. supplement. <laughs> Oh gosh, that's funny. Um, okay, so on her on her next run, I wonder how many she's doing today. But this is insane. But um, so this next run, she's running around and um, she literally like runs into like Rorge coming around a corner, and he's really, really, really nasty, disgusting thing. And he's threatening her with his foul mouth, and you know, but he gets quiet when she asks him where Jacqueline is. Uh, you know, she knows he gets a look at his eye, so she could tell he's kind of intimidated by him. And he kind of gets quiet and is just like, okay, get out of my way, but he's in the bathhouse. Um, she does her, like, attempting to sneak in, and, you know, he's all like, oh, you know, you need to go barefoot <laughs> if you want to, basically, if you want to catch me off guard. Um, so she leans forward and whispers Weiss in his ear. Um it's kind of really brief you know he's in the bathhouse she goes in it's that that's it he's like you know he kind of so that nobody thinks anything okay you know i'll I'll get this done you know i'll be there in a minute for so and so and uh she continues on her way to the brew house that was her original you know errand um the names here the tuffleberry tells her that his men are busy you know, it's kind of this back and forth. She's got these guys are all just so gruff. And he's like, you know, I'm busy. If Weiss needs these barrels, he's got to send his own lads to fetch them, basically. So she gets back to Weiss and he's not happy to hear this at all. Um, so she's, you know, after dinner, he's taking his anger out on her again and choking her and beating her. You know, he hits on her face again. Um <clears throat> Because he's he's noticing she's looking at him wrong, basically, as he you know he can tell she's got this look in her eye, um, and she falls asleep chanting her list, and she's like, okay, he's you know I hope he'll be dead by morning, but you know it takes a little bit longer. The next morning she wakes to his boot, he's kicking her, and uh, he tells her basically the main the main body the strength of their host is going to ride out that day. Um, and he, but she's like, you know, I guess some of them were kind of thinking, okay, maybe we're going to get a little, cause it's been pretty crazy preparing for them to leave and everything a little bit of, you know, I'm sure in their minds, but he's already like, no, 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 this is not going to be any easier because he, they're taking a whole bunch of people with him. So there's going to be less people. There's still a lot of people at Heron Hall, but there's going to be less doing chores and doing the work. Um, so he's basically like, yeah, you're all going to suffer, you know, his kind of threatening and suffer under me. And she's thinking, well, I don't think it's going to be under you. Um, 
Later on, she's passing by. We get another one of these pretty grandiose descriptions. She sees Tywin, you know, on his horse, and she also sees the mountain, and they're they're departing. Um, she's halfway up the Wailing Tower, and so she kind of sees him through this arch window. Um, I'll read this last little bit here. Um, a shiver crept up Arya's spine as she watched them pass pass under the great porticos of Harrenhal. Suddenly, she knew that she had made a terrible mistake. I am so stupid, she thought. Weiss did not matter, no more than Chiswick had. These were the men who mattered, the ones she ought to have killed. Last night, she could have whispered any of them dead. If only she had been so mad at hadn't been so mad at Weiss for hitting her and lying about the cape and. Uh, Lord Tywin. Why didn't I say Lord Tywin? Perhaps it was not too late to change her mind. Weiss was not killed yet. If she could find Jacqueline and tell him. Hurriedly, hurriedly, Arya ran down the twisting steps, her chores forgotten. She heard the rattle of chains as the portacollis was slowly lowered, its spikes sinking deep into the ground, and then another sound, a shriek of pain and fear. A dozen people got there before her, though none was coming any too close. Arya squirmed between them. Weiss was sprawled across the cobbles, his throat a red ruin, his eyes gazing sightlessly up at a bank of gray cloud, and his ugly spotted dog stood on his chest. It's kind of gross, the dog's eating the face. And finally someone brought a crossbow and shot the spotted dog. Damn this thing, she heard a man said. He had that bitch dog since she was a pup. This place is cursed, the man with the crossbow said. It's Heron's ghost, and that's what it is, said goodwife Amabel. I'm not, I'll not sleep here another night, I swear it. Arya lifted her gaze for the dead man and his dead dog. Jacqueline Hagar was leading up against the side of the Wailing Tower. When he saw her looking, he lifted a hand to his face and laid two fingers casually across his cheek. <sighs> two down, one more to go. <laughs> it's so, yeah. like, some parts of this chapter, I really, they're, like, more fun on her. Fun is, like, a hard thing to say in this chapter, but, you know, just being on a reread. So, you know, she comes across Jack and in the bath at Hall. you know oh, well, you know, boy, obviously there's a very pivotal scene in our future in the Heron, in the Heron Hall baths, you know? And just the interaction with Rorg and, you know, knowing later what Rorg does to Brienne and is eventually killed by Gendry. And, like, Polliver's in here wearing mm-hmm. Gendry's bull, yeah. bull helmet and stuff, too. So, like, all of these things that we see, I mean, we don't get the payoff for Rorg until two more books, you know? But it's, like, a long time to hate that dude. So it's just, it's, it's cool to see this, you know, it's cool to see the world when we hear, when we know like the future events that are going to happen too, like to see it yeah. seeded out here a little bit. Yeah. There were a lot of, um, that thought there was a lot of like pretty cool, this little sort of little details about the everyday life and what was going on there that were kind of interesting. Um, it's so yeah. it's weird to me to believe that there's that we're not going to visit Hare and Hall in the future, though. You know, I feel like George yeah. has spent so much time building this world of Hare and Hall that, like, doesn't. I mean, obviously we're not because like we're not going to have those yeah. books. But like hypothetically, it does seem like we're somewhat set up for more pivotal moments in Hare and Hall, just given all of the attention given to it in these first three books. Yeah, well, like. Like, you know, because technically Peter becomes Lord of Harrenhal. Did yeah. you get it? I mean, you know, these yeah, are like, things I wonder. But Yeah, it makes uh, me think, like, there's a plan to certainly revisit it by the end of the series. 
And like, I wonder, like, I mean, that's where it got destroyed by the dragons last time or, you know, know, is that like a place where that comes back? I don't know. You know, so. That will be interesting to see. Uh, Do we have any more questions? That is it for our mail. Hmm. I think there's anything else that kind of struck me about this. Uh... There, in the illustrated version, there's kind of a cool, um, like, there's a really, there's a cool picture of Arya as, like, the, actually, I think that's from the Cupbearer episodes, but there's a, there's a great illustration of Jacken with the two fingers against his cheek. Oh, yeah. He looks, oh, yeah. He looks almost exactly like a combination of Loras and Brienne. Illustrations, like weirdly enough, (laughs) and like way younger than I think we would ever think of him being. Like he looks like early twenties, kind of, but just like a you know very cool, very cool illustration. Do they ever talk about his age, or do they? Because I don't have any sense of. Yeah, I don't. I -hmm. mean, I guess I've always Mm -hmm. just pictured the you know the actor from the show, frankly. Yeah. Yeah. And this you know this illustration is definitely a little you know quite a bit younger than that. He's one of those ones that the show for me that has cemented who I see him as. Yeah. Yeah. You know? He was pretty. Yeah. And I think he was fairly true to the book in terms of like the way he talked and the way he seemed to be. And I thought the actor did a really good job. So that's always who I think of, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did feel I mean, I wonder, like, if Weez had remembered and shared the cape on with her, would she have? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I wonder if something so slight like that would have been enough. I think it's just I keep being struck over and over again by this poor little kid just like and she does retain her humanity. I mean, throughout the whole thing, like she's a Mm -hmm. decent person and she's trying to retain those values. And, you know, that's hard to do when you're being abused on a daily basis yeah. and, and surrounded you. by people who want to kill your family and you know. yeah it's just and it's a hard oh god it's just like ugh, some of these places like this is, this is horrible one place is worse than the next but this is yeah heron hall is pretty horrible and it, it, w- it would be interesting to see if it ever you know if it had like a manifestation under at some point anywhere in the stories where it had any kind of normalcy you know it wasn't it seems to be like kind of the the well, ugh, yeah, worst of the worst. Guess, get it? Well, and I mean, part of me wondered if it wasn't like an end game solution, mm-hmm. given that we know that it's huge. And so, if we think yeah. of you know an army of the living versus the dead, you know, Heron Hall oh. would be like logistically, and then it's close to the God's Eye, right? Yeah, so, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, there's reasons to think that potentially it could be if that was the way the story went. Yeah. I mean, if it survived all that, I think it could hold up, you know, as a fort pretty, you know, relatively well. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. Okay. um, You can read us at door and at gmail.com on Tumblr at door and come here at Tumblr.com. Submit questions to the chapter threads on the Jamie and Brand subreddit. Uh, And you mentioned there's a Discord as well that people can ask questions on. Um, follow us on Twitter at Door Podcast. Please like, review, subscribe to us on iTunes, Podbean, Google Play, Stitcher, all the places you listen. And please support us on Patreon at Close the Door. I'm closing the door. Get out.